0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, people? Welcome to episode number one. It's episode number one of Unfiltered. Casey Stern here with you. So happy to have you on board. Excited. Today on this episode, we're going to do a list that I think you're going to have a lot of fun with. And speaking of which, anything during the course of this episode or any that you want to get in on, Whether you hate it, you love it, you have ideas, you have questions, I'm going to work into the podcast, I love being interactive, get me at Casey Stern on Twitter. Today we're going to get a list, uh, which I'll get to in a second, but I want to give you a sense of what's to come and what to expect here. First of all, I'm really pumped up about the brand. And being unfiltered. I've always been that way for people who have listened to me and my listeners over the last almost 20 years will tell you on the baseball side, I'm kind of that way anyway, but now really even more so all gloves are off. And to me, the biggest thing about what I've always tried to do is there's no difference between me and anybody else that's on their couch, right? I may have a bigger mouth, may have, you know, gotten lucky and had opportunities, but there's no difference. We're all fans of this sport. That's what we are. You know, I'm going to have a lot of guests on and some of them, even though they won't all be athletes, we'll be doing baseball and we'll do hockey and we'll do basketball and we'll do football. But I'm going to have pop culture guests for those who've listened to me over the years know that some of my favorite guests over the years have been that way. Actors and comedians and musicians and stuff like that. So we're going to do a lot of that. But like if we're not playing the sport, we wish we were right so i understand like what my lane is but i also for all intents and purposes just to be real with you cuz this is unfiltered right it's an authentic show for the kids you cover your ears santa tooth fairy they're all coming today all right we're going to cut all the bullshit out right we're going to really level with you and give it to you now not hard hitting like this is going to be the nightly news it's not and we're probably not going to break any news right and hopefully not any hearts but we may bust your chops, and you may get, as some would say, the bubble guts. You may get all kinds of issues from laughter because we're going to entertain, but we're going to do it straightforward. You're going to get guests at a deeper level than you've heard them at a different level than I think you'll hear from any other podcast, and I'm going to put that on there. I hate guarantees, and I'm doing a list today about filtering things out of sport, which I'll get to you in a second. That's one of them. So there, I'll go ahead and I'll faux pas myself and then filter it out. I'm going to guarantee it's going to be a little different, right? Because that's how I like to roll right? I'm not going out of the Derek Jeter handbook, right? And we're not talking about the Derek Jeter gift bag, because we're not getting into that, but the Derek Jeter handbook, all right? Never got the gift bag, but I got in the handbook. I've tried to do those interviews, and it's like, what did he say to me? Did I learn anything? And it's, look, a Hall of Famer, great player, but we're not going to be that way here, all right? We're going to be straight shooting and giving it to you real, right? What people don't want to say, we're going to say anyway, all right, and it's a good way for me to start this out because one thing we're going to do with all the guests and including the next couple of episodes just I think you're going to be really excited about the guests that I have. We're going to have guests read what I'm calling the unfiltered oath. So I wanted to start the first episode by before I even tell you what we're going to do today in episode one, reading you the unfiltered oath and taking it myself because who am I, right? Practice what you preach. That's what they say, right? And and now I want to just do this again. And now it's time for the unfiltered band. They play one song. You can't even see them. They're like invisible. It's amazing. Okay, stop. That's enough. Cut it out. Unfiltered oath. Here we go. I, Casey Stern, do solemnly swear to not give a crap what people think. To not abide by any rules. Other than to give it to you 100. Real. Authentic. Unfiltered. So help me podcast gods. And all of those included in every realm, kingdom, and universe, from Marvel all the way to Game of Thrones. I do. And uh, I was using my phone to read that. It's very technical. Right hand. There we go. I swear. I do. Here we go. The oath is in. Let's get crazy. Today, the topic, and again, get me at Casey Stern because you're going to hate this list. You're going to have your own. I am going to because we're called Unfiltered, right? We're going to start with the top 10 list of the top 10 things I want to filter out of. Complete conversation ever, not only here, but anywhere in the game of baseball. And even if you're not a baseball fan, I think from a sports side, a lot of these will kind of go across the board. All right. So I don't think it's just a baseball thing entirely, but for the baseball fans, some of you are going to have your own crazy list and that's fine. I want to hear them. I want to hear where I went wrong, but I want to just get into it. The top 10 things that I am filtering out of baseball conversation completely here. Episode one of unfiltered. Welcome. Number 10, old people. Now, let me do this again. Old, old people. Can you hear me? Old people. Now, I know I'm old. Probably now, being in my 40s, I'm mean, going feel old. People are like, what's on the radio? What's a radio? I have no idea, right? I, I used to bring a boombox to the beach and listen to the mech games and like the antenna, like somebody would kick sand. You didn't care that it was in your face, but it moved. Their motion moved the antenna and now I can't hear whether or not Jason Isringhausen or Paul Wilson has a strikeout. Okay. see, these are the problems I lived. I'm old, right? Generation K by the way, for those of you who had the pain of being a Met fan LFGM number 10 is old people in baseball. We communicate the way that, and I had the pleasure and was very blessed to be able one time to do play by play for a U.S. open for tennis in Queens And shout out to Jeff Tarango, who was my broadcast partner, who was awesome and terrific dude. All right. Nuts, but great. But I learned that when you're on court 76, where like you needed a GPS to find me, literally. Okay. Like there was the grandstand, the Williams sisters, the Williams cousin's neighbor was like on the court where I was. Although I did do uh, Andy Murray's first ever five set match in a grand slam, which he won. That's not written in any book. So you could use that. But I remember learning that you have to do this because it's open air. And this is how you, you call tennis at times. He's lining up for the serve. And I remember, like, I thought Jeff Triangle was like, whisper. Is he whispering sweet nothings to me? He'd be like, wow, it's amazing. The spin on a serve. And then I'm like, you no, know, I, all of a sudden you feel like you're in like the sweaty balls kind of, you know, skit on Saturday Night Live. Like, oh, look at the sweaty tennis ball. Like, it, it's very strange that way. It's great. I love the sport. All right. But. Baseball, we're nuts. Baseball fans are crazy. We're loud about everything. We scream at each other. We, if you're invested in 162 games, you're an animal. You're a psychopath, okay? That's what we are. That's how we roll, right? That, that's who we are. It, it, I talk to people about like fantasy baseball who don't like it, and they're always like, oh, I love fantasy football, but I hate fantasy baseball. What do you mean i got to set a lineup more than once a week? Fantasy baseball people, right, like me and many of you, we're like, wait a minute! I get to choose who's on the bench every day. I get to go and, based on my lineup, then take time away from work and what I'm supposed to be doing. And I get to choose whether or not that left-handed batter should go against that lefty because his numbers are this or the ob. I mean, come on! We love that stuff. Yet when we get to these like unwritten rules of like you can't bunt right when you're. Uh, you have a certain run discrepancy in a game like i don't understand have we seen no i the mets showed recently already this season right that you could put up eight nine runs in an inning have we not seen the pitching on some of these teams have we not seen i know the runs are down and the hits are down but we got all these rules that are back from 1980 Okay, now some of them I get, you don't want to taunt somebody else. And look, I don't like the idea of bat flipping on a walk or a single up the middle. I hate that, especially if you're down runs. It's terrible. Remember years ago as a football fan, watching Cordell Patterson when he was a wide receiver for the Vikings. Like, high step down the sideline, down 35 points. Like, what the hell are you doing? You just want to smack the guy. Like, it's stupid, Right. I get that there's some of that you want to eliminate in the game i'm with you but the idea that we're sitting there and we can't like tim anderson we had to like discuss is this okay for the game the dude's amazing for the game are we kidding ta7 are we kidding like we should be embracing guys like this we're first of all and and i'll get to promotion from the game and some of the issues that the sport has later in this list that's a tease but The idea that people even my age, like I'm about to be 44, should be even discussing anything. We don't know what the hell is going on. I could barely do this technically by myself. I'm an idiot, okay? We we didn't have people in the first row ordering sushi. We didn't have somebody Facebooking their friend with a GoPro on their head while their 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 date isn't paying attention to them because they're FaceTiming their cousin while they're in Queens, who's in Nebraska. Like we didn't have any of that. Everything's different. Yeah, peanuts and cracker jacks. How many people you see at a game eating peanuts or cracker jacks? How many? literally when was the last time you went to a baseball game and said i can't wait to get these damn peanuts really you don't get something at a baseball stadium you could get at walgreens okay you don't get something you could go to cvs and get right you're going to shake shack i don't blame you right you're waiting on that line at shake shack you're not sitting there saying you know what i really want is some cracker jacks what do you are you serious to get some Doritos too. Nobody's doing that. Nothing's the same as it used to be. We need to get away from this. And this is a big problem because it goes into player policing. And, you know, you hit one of my guys, I got to hit two of your guys. I remember a manager telling me just about two years ago, and I thought it was very fair, who was very old school, right? Not managing the game anymore, but prominent manager, World Series winner, who said to me, he said, look, Casey, I'll be honest, it's like 60-40. So like when you're managing against somebody on the other side, you don't know if they're from the school of, you have to go by age sometimes, but you don't know if they're from the school you are like in the nod, like, okay, I get you through with my guy. Or if they're thinking like, that's the stupidest thing. Like we had to have a conversation. Like, are we kidding me? And I'm not trying to get on, on Jace Tingler. Right. And somebody who's not currently managing, but we had to spend seemingly like a week discussing whether or not it was okay. If, Fernando an Tatis Jr., who's one of the most exciting players that we've seen in the last number of decades in terms of talent, right? We have to discuss the guy's hitting everything in the world, right? Is it okay if he's swinging 3-0? Are we kidding? Like, what kind of dumb thing? You ever see an NBA player with an open shot? Excuse me, as I almost literally I dropped the mic. I got so excited. You ever see an NBA player, right, when they say, like, if Klay Thompson— who we know is a quick release and can get a shot off at any point, right? If he's too open, do they say don't shoot? Are you kidding? Like, oh, the right, like Barry Sanders, you think he would have loved, I mean, remember the the famous run against, I think it was the Buccaneers, right? He's run all the way to the right, all the way to the left, like things you can only do on Madden against your friends who suck, right? Like, did you don't think you'd like to have an offensive line? Just run right up the middle? No, um, that's too easy. We can't do that. We're up 25. Like, are we serious? I get like Steve Spurrier, like back when was in Florida. I, I get running up the score. I get some of that stuff. You don't want somebody to dunk when they could run out the clock to end a game? That's one thing. But I mean, are we kidding? Come on. Old people in general, old thoughts. We don't do anything in life at all. Think about this. This is not a baseball principle here at number 10 with old people things that we're ridding and filtering out of the game and conversation. We don't in any other aspect of life say, well, what would we have done in 1986? Get the DeLorean? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's the stupidest thing. Number 10, out the door. Let's go to number nine. Number nine is the discussion relating to guarantees and favorites when we're talking about the game of baseball. Now, look, I don't like expanding the playoffs further and further because I worry about it. I love basketball and I love hockey. And we especially love, look, I mean, I'm a fan of a Knicks team. Allen Houston bounced like 9,000 times. It ruined the Knicks for like a decade because he got $100 million because of it. And I like Allen Houston. But the ball that bounced a bunch of times when they beat the Heat in the 8-1 and the Dikemi the Mutambi, like... That's great, right? As a hockey fan, I, as an Islander fan, I hope they sneak into the playoffs in the back door. I don't care what the hell their record was. I'm a Giants fan in football. They won a division. They were like nine and seven and then won the Super Bowl. You think I care? No, I don't care. You think I want to give it back? You think I say, oh, you're right. It's not the same. No, it doesn't matter. But I don't like expanding how many teams are getting in and diluting. I don't. But we already are at a point where people need to understand in the game of baseball, you can't, and I love Dave Roberts. All right. Doc is one of my favorite people. Dave Roberts is a gem. I've covered this game almost 20 years in 2004. It was my first year covering baseball. And I always tell this story and I, I love doc. And I've got a chance to have him on as a regular on my show weekly for about six years. But when he once he was managing, but I met Dave Roberts after he was traded when I was covering the Red Sox during that run in 2004. And, I was petrified. Like, I look like I would, now I'm like finding white hairs in my beard, but I I was 24, 25 years old. I look like I was like 13, okay? That's only good if you're Michael J. Fox, who I think was like 35 when he was playing Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties. Speaking of old, no one listening even knows what that show is, right? But I remember Dave Roberts, my cameraman and I, and shout out to Tom Spoda, but my cameraman and I were in there, and the first time I interviewed him, and, and let me tell you something. I used to hear the weirdest things because nobody knew who the hell I was, and it does kind of matter when you're covering a team for a while, they treat you different. I, Bill Miller, who won a batting title hitting in the nine spot with the Red Sox. This is a true story. I remember it became a running joke. The first time he told me, he, which I respected, he didn't like to do interviews on Sundays before the game. Right. Then there was a time where he was on the phone with his family, doesn't like to do interviews with his family. Then it became a running joke because he said to me, actually, once I don't do interviews on Wednesdays. And it became like I I just go to him to find out what day now are we going to add that we can't do one. Trot Nixon. I'd walk to him. I was frightened immediately when the cameraman would turn the light on and he would look at you weird. I thought he was going to kick my ass. So for Dave Roberts to be the guy who stood up from his seat shook my hand, shook the cameraman's hand, and remembered our names and never forgot my name, not the rest of that postseason, after the steal, or ever. Those are like the real dudes. But you can't be guaranteeing anything, even in good fun, in this sport, especially when you're sitting there as just an example. This Dodger team, let's not forget, the Braves just won a championship, right? So we could use them as an example. Who had that? Who had that? The start Freddie Freeman got off to the, the issues with the team, the injuries, Noah Cunha, like all the things that were going on. Did you have them winning? No, nobody had them winning, but the year before, right. In it was in the shortened season, I believe, right. Where the Braves are up three to one on a Dodger team that was never allowed to lose even more. So you thought than this one, which was never allowed to lose. And by the way, the Dodgers have lost some games. Okay. I mean, it's amazing. The Angels have won more games, seemingly, than the Dodgers. At, at least that's the pace it's been on. That's crazy in itself, right? But the idea that you can tell who's going to win in this sport in the first or second month of the year, you can't tell who's going to win in this sport. Just going back to that Red Sox team. In 2004, I started covering them daily on the 10th of August. I remember it because it was it was the first time I had ever done anything like that, so it was a big deal. And covered them through the whole stretch the rest of the way. When they made the trade at the July deadline, okay? And I want to get to the deadline in a second. When they made the, the trade at the deadline, where they traded away no more Garcia-Para, and really what was the last part of that was that 13 or 14 inning game they played, I think it was July 1st, against the Yankees. And I'm trying to remember, I think it was uh, Flaherty who won it right off Curtis Laskanek, but it was Jeter diving into the stands, all of that. And the great call for Michael K, all of that, right? Everybody was on the top step except Nobar. Like, he already was upset. He got traded. When they made that trade for, for Dougie I chart, and that's still, and I love Doug. Uh, M I E N T K I E W I C Z. I still remember that. Doug Mankavich, Orlando Cabrera. Wait, the guy who plays for the Expos? Like, at the time? Like, who? Right? What? Like, what are we going to do? Dave Roberts going to steal what? And then look what happened. Then they're down 3-0, and look what happened. You can't you, – baseball is crazy in that manner. And, you know, look, there's a part of the cream rises to the crop. But part of – the season should always be shorter. I think we all know that. We know because of money it's never going to be, right, with owners. But – and players. But it, unless you say, hey, we're going to pay the same for 100 games, I'm sure they'd be fine with that and take more than 18 days off in a season. But then we don't have Cespedes having to go golfing and hurting himself, and then we don't have to go to therapy. But when you get into a situation where you talk about baseball, there is a cream rises to the crop kind of a thing because it's such a long season to win a division, to get into the postseason. But the deadline changes so many things, you have no idea what the hell is going to happen. And if you're a fan of a team like the Mets or the Philadelphia Phillies or some other team that seems to somehow fall on its face all the time outside of the five-year run with the Phillies with my guys and J-Roll and Lidge company – I mean, you're expecting disaster at all times, right? I mean, how many years in a row did it seem like the Mariners won 86 games? Like, I don't know how you win exact totals like that. It seemed like every year. I know the year that they won 116, and the Yankees sent them home in like five days. All right? You have no idea. Enough with the favorites and the guarantees in terms of baseball. Can't do that. Number 10, old people. Number 9, guarantees and anything with favorites. Get to number 8. Number 8 is the ball. Now, this is weird, all right? I'm going to be honest. Because I'm not saying to eliminate the baseball. But the conversation about the ball and the fact that we have to have one, this is a major concern, don't you think? Like, there are times where, I don't know if anybody's ever had this, and I play a lot of basketball still, which I play alone on the hoop outside because I'm not tall. So it's really, it's just shooting. Let's be honest. It's just shooting. It is regulation, but it's just shooting. There are many times where I've gotten a ball. I'm like, is this an indoor ball? Is this an outdoor ball? Is it the right size? I want to make sure it's official. Like, is your, okay. Like you ever, you gonna go to an NBA game and have a situation where they're like, is that the right ball? Like what's the torque on the ball right now? We needed the deflated ball situation with Tom Brady. That was a whole nother thing, right? You had the hockey puck when they used to light it up to show it to you, which was ungodly level, terrible, by the way. The the two worst things that have ever happened in TV, in sports, and one still happens all the time, all right? So I'm giving you an extra, this is bonus, inside number eight, right, with the ball. But one is when they used to light up the puck and make it enormous, and it looked like you were, like, I don't even know what was going on. Like, you're just following the light. I think they were hypnotizing you on television. It was awful. The second one, which still goes on, is the batter's box. There is no more beautiful sight if you are working in television, in my opinion. And I've never been on, I've always been in front of the camera, not on the production side, but I've talked to people about this, including working at places where they do this and they explain why, and I get it. And by the way, going back to it, biggest reason why is because I'm old and nobody gives a crap what the hell people my age think, all right? But there is no more beautiful sight in sports than being behind a pitcher. All right. And looking in at the signs from a catcher, the batter getting in, the umpire getting set, and it's a big play, a three two count, two out, or it's bottom of the ninth, or games on the line. There is nothing better than that. Why in the hell do I want to look at a box, a box that is sitting there around that plate? Okay. When I have a perfect pasta sauce, and I like, you know, it, a lot of us like to dabble in cooking, right? You don't just like at the end say, well, you know, it tastes really great. This is the most, this is the, this is the best. Great If you do say gravy, whatever your thing is, right? This is the greatest thing ever. You know what I'm going to do? Here's some baking soda. Here's some iodine. Let's throw grenadine in there. I'm thinking like the weirdest things you could throw in. and some olives. Like what? You don't do that. I don't, I get in a replay. Baseball gives you enough time to watch a million replays. Why aren't we watching the batter's box in the replay? You know what else that does, which you don't even realize, but I'm going to teach you psychologically in my mind is terrible for the game and for all the broadcasts and for conversation, which is what you want. You want debate with all the statistics and knowing everything we've become like the difference in car sales 25 years ago. And I did it for a summer when I was in high school, like a million years ago, literally 25 years ago. And you know, then you could sell a used car for more than the new car costs with the MSRP right on the window of the new one. You're like selling a Ford Windstar. I might have done this. Sorry to the family, I didn't realize that it was, but literally, you could do that. Used car sales now, every they got more information than you do. Well, baseball's that way, everybody knows all the stats. There's nothing to argue. Oh, his war is this and his is that, so he's better. No, it doesn't work that way, right? They're actually human beings, but the conversation that we could have comes from, do you think it was a strike or a ball? Wait, let's watch the replay. And then you're at a bar screaming at each other or you're on Twitter, oh, I think it's a strike. Oh, I was wrong. We eliminate that. Like, the whole thing entirely sucks. But the ball, okay? We don't know if it's juiced, if they pulled back. We've got people who are, you know, we had the blister rage of a year or two ago where everybody's getting blisters because they changed the seams. I have stood there in a studio and watch the hall of famer and the great Pedro martinez take the balls of old and the balls of this is going back even three four years ago and say they're different they know right away okay they know right away it's like if you're a chef and you're sitting there and you make an egg right a million times and somebody hands you you know a cadbury egg instead and says here can you give it to me over easy like you know there's a difference Why the hell are we always worried and having no idea what is going on with the ball? And why are we hiding it? If we want more home runs as a league, like when the NBA wanted more points, right? So if they move in the three-point line or move it back and they've done those sorts of things, oh, that's going to create offense. Or not create offense, three second, right? on A defense or an offense, the allow of a zone. There are all sorts of those kind of things that happen, right? Football's had all kinds of rules. The uh, NHL, I think about two-line passing, right? And the ability for more breakaways, icing and how it changes. Why is baseball the other sport, the only sport that is like, no, like we're not going to tell you what's happening with the ball. you Look, it's baseball, okay? Like you get it. Like you know what's going on. What do you need to know what's happening with the baseball? No, that's number eight. Number seven, this is going to tick some people off. I'm going to entitle this milestone mishaps, but it's really about the cycle. And this is something that I've thought about for and talked about for years that I've been trying to sell people on and I'm going to try and sell you on, okay? Let's start with milestone mishaps in general. Number one, can we stop comparing things that happened Again, in 1985 or 1955 to 2022. All right? It's different. Guys hitting 300, it was different then. Right? Guys got this many home runs, which is always what we focus on, but it's not just that. It was different then. RBI, they do matter. They don't matter as much as people thought. They still matter. some, right? Do we have to compare it? Like, oh, it was a big deal then? Like, I don't care. Like, Nolan Arenado, I just saw a stat, I think seven of his last eight years or something like that, 100 ribbies. The the first uh, cardinal to do it since my buddy Matt Holliday right? That's still a big deal. But do we have to, like, why are there always the comparisons? Like with baseball, it's unbelievable. Like I never watch a movie and I watch an actor because they're performers, right? And I say, who does he remind me of? No. Like you don't do that. Singers, maybe. If the voice is similar, maybe. But like in baseball, why are we going to compare to anybody? Like they're not Roy Hobbs. Like I remember Shane Spencer was Roy Hobbs. That didn't work out. Kevin Moss was Roy Hobbs. Every Met prospect ever on God's green earth it doesn't work out that way. All right. So the milestones are handled to me overall overarching bad. Then the second thing is the single game milestones, the no hitters people. If I tweet that there's a no hitter going on, or I tell you on the air, there's a no hitter going on. And you think that because I said it, the no hitter is over. You're a moron. Okay. You're an idiot. Now, I understand somebody in the moment being superstitious. I totally get the pitcher doesn't want to talk to anybody. And that's the way that it goes. And he stays to himself. I get that. He's the one controlling it. You're not playing in a video game. If I spook you about it, am I going to get you nervous? And all of a sudden, you're going to give up a hit? What are you playing? MLB, the show? That's dumb. MLB.com. Used to work there. Unbelievable place. Nothing negative to say. All the people involved in the app, bad app. It may be the greatest app in the history of sports, but can we be honest? Can you stop telling me when there is a goddamn home run? Okay. After five innings, I don't want to hear about it or excuse me, a no hitter. That's not because I think you're jinxing it just to be clear. It's because do you know before the Mets actually had a no hitter how many times I sat at Chase Stadium? Remember, like Rick Reed was one of all people. Like, how many times they had like five innings? Oh my God. They used to do it after three innings. They got nine in a row. Holy crap. You got to be kidding me. It'll be fair. Holy shit. Nine in a row. No, we don't need that. With the app, bad app, I don't want to hear about the five. Now let's get to the cycle. I'm going to try and explain this. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not a poker aficionado, but I do love poker, right? There is an order of things, okay? There's an order of things in terms of, you know, think about, go back to Nintendo Let's simplify. They used to have Nintendo hockey, great games. Small guy, the medium guy, and the fat guy. If anybody listening remembers that game, I love you, okay? You have a pair, you have three of a kind, right? And I may be out of order here, but it's little house and four of a kind and royal flush, there's all kinds of things, right? Straights, all of that. But there's an order that we know about. The cycle to me is the most overrated single game feat in baseball and always has been. Why? Well, if you hit a home run and it's a solo shot and you get down five runs, you get a single and then you get a double and a triple. That's really great. But if you hit three home runs, isn't that greater? Go match up how many cycle games and how many guys hit three home runs. And yeah, you might have a game where a guy hit three solo shots. It's going to probably happen to Juan Soto at some point with the lineup he's playing with. You might have that. But I would almost guarantee you, here I go again doing that, shouldn't do it. But I would almost guarantee you in 90% of the times you see three home runs in a game and a cycle in a game, if they were on the same day, that the guy with three homers did way more to help his team win than the guy who hit the cycle. Go look at it. You know, I got Mark Hitton, uh, you know, uh, Mark Witten, right? Stud, uh, my boy Cam, my Cameron. Guys who had four homers. Like, that is like, whoa, four homers in a game. Like, a no-hitter, I get it. A perfect game, I get it. Like, okay. Right, yeah. A cycle? To me, I, I don't, like, understand that. Like, would you rather have 10 three three-pointers or I dunked? Like, I get, like, the the idea of, like, you know, the the already how like the hat trick of, like, the Gordie Howe. Artie, the Artie how, the Art how hat trick, and ooh, God bless would would have been. We battled, uh, we did our best today, and we'll get them tomorrow. But the Gordie how, they had right. You get a fight, you get a, a goal, and it's, that's great. Like, but those things are like intricate and strange. A cycle should not be something we're discussing. It's odd. There are a lot of things that rarely ever happen that are odd. Not all of them are great feats. Enough with the cycle. Number six. Maybe it's not as high on the list as you thought it would be. Angel Hernandez. That's right. Number 10, old people. Number 9, guarantees and favorites in the game. Number 8, the ball. Number 7, the cycle and the mishaps of milestones. Number 6, Angel Hernandez. Enough of Angel Hernandez. Okay? All right? No one is, they have the song Calling Angels. No one's calling Angel, and I guarantee you if they do, it's showing up on his phone as missed call like the rest of them, okay? The guy is a disaster. He is worse at his job than literally anyone else that is currently holding their job on earth. I've talked about this ad nauseum, and there are a lot of times where I talk about this and I think, you know what, I'm overdoing it. I'm being mean to Angel. I should really be nicer. He doesn't seem like a nice person, but I should be nicer to him. But no, I don't want to be nicer to him. No. Because, yeah, it might have been five, six years ago that I was sitting there at Turner and three times in the first four innings of a game, he had replays overturned from calls he had screwed up in an ALCS game, right? Okay, fine. It might have been three years ago that he threw out a batter in spring training for saying boo to him. It might have been... Two years ago that I was thinking, how in the hell is he the guy that on national TV, Garrett Cole's first start as a Yankee, facing Scherzer of the Nationals up their championship, Stanton homers in the first inning. It was a shortened game by rain. But Angel Hernandez behind the plate, he probably shortened it for crying out loud. What the hell is this guy doing? Other than probably being the driving instructor here in Atlanta where I live, which if you've ever driven here, you'd understand. I don't know what the guy's doing. And... You know, I've often said like his war or his batting average would literally be so low that the idea that umpires don't have to face the same criticism to me in general is, is a joke. Look, they have a very tough job. You can't be 100% of the time. The whole idea of replay I was with because have you ever seen the speed down there? And I'm not trying to be like, I've been down on the field. Have you been? That? Have you ever seen the speed of which these plays happen at first base? I have no idea how they get any of them right. I'm not kidding. Like, I forget walk and chew gum. I don't even know how they look down at the time and at the time that it's happening, right? Not look down at the time like Angel does when he's not paying attention or when Joe West used to think about having dinner instead of finishing. But Joe West earned the cred for you to make jokes like that because he actually was a really good umpire for most of the time when he wasn't cranky and he was there forever and had street cred. What cred does Angel have? What does he do? Now, I don't know how the umpires get as many right as they do. But I don't know how he gets as many wrong as he does you know in baseball there are specialists like a guy like for example and I'm just bringing up a name but I used this recently the last time Angel had a blowout which was in a game in I think it was in April, but the Kyle Schwarber game where he was incensed, and the Phillies, and the Phillies, and the Brewers, and Craig Council all said the same thing: he sucked, but he sucked for everyone. In what world is it good to suck for everyone involved? Okay, it would be like going into a doctor's office, right, and saying, "Okay, so how's this doctor? Well, you know, he's really not that great." And why do I say a doctor's office? Because you're asking you're saying something's wrong, right? With you at that point, right? Can you fix it? What is the umpire doing? Something's wrong. Something needs to be discussed. Something has to be determined. You fix it. If I go into a situation where I am going to a doctor and I go to the doctor and I say, well, you know what, what's his Yelp?" right? Like what, what do we got here? Well, The doctor kind of sucks, but don't worry. Whatever shit he does to you, he's going to do to the next patient too. That's Angel Hernandez. There's nothing you can get teams, owners, and players to agree on at all. Literally, there is not a thing. They all agree that he is a disaster, yet he's still there somehow. And I don't want to hear about court cases or whatever the hell, pictures he's got. Like, it is a joke, okay? Like, because you could tell me that's how he kept a job, but... Like for this long, I don't think so. And why is he out? Like, where, where? How do you get the gig of being on national team? How is he in the playoffs? How is he in the playoffs? Like, there are judges, and then there's supreme court judges in every county. There's judges, and then there's the lead judge, right? There's the lead lawyer in counsel. There's there's the the, the lead doctor. I mean, you know, then there's the people who are just making rounds in Grey's Anatomy and writing things down. Like, how did he get where he is? I don't understand it. Number six. Number five, the shift talk. Here's the problem. And there's a lot here, right? Something needs to be fixed. So we can't really cut out this conversation. I get that. Not completely, right? But there's a lot that needs to be fixed about the shift. But there's a couple things specifically that I'll admit I'm on either. This is how you know it's a good debate. Because I'm kind of on one side where I really get mad at myself, which I'll explain. And then the other side where, to me, hitters need to get mad at themselves. Let's start where I get mad at myself. I have long said on the air for years, as my listeners can attest, and it's funny because now I think it's one of the things that they're discussing. I have long said that aesthetically, if you want to continue to sell the game and build it for younger kids and for younger people, right, which is what we're trying to do, you cannot make it more complicated. It's already not MLB, it's MIT. That is what it is. I mean, you got to have a calculator, a TI 82, a protractor. You got to have all sorts of different things ready and advocate. I don't even know what you need to know ever. I don't even know. It. No one knows everything. You got Hall of Fame voters who have said, sorry, I made the wrong vote. I didn't understand that stat. Like that is what happens now, right? So to me, it's it's had to tone down and get back to MLB in general. Part of that for me has been aesthetically. I think it's terrible that when you're, especially for kids, all right and i understand the ratings are not dedicated in the sponsors to seven-year-olds i get that they don't pay the bills i understand that but as somebody who's got an eight-year-old i don't want to have to explain that's why the third baseman is over here right and he's sitting there not in left field but he's over here in right field by first. like i don't want to explain that i want to have the curses over their head when they're moving like you ever notice like it's like you're playing fifa anyone play fifa you might feed with multiple people. You're like, are you red? Are you blue? Am I green? I don't even know what the hell color I am anymore. And you see the little curses, and you're just basically slide tackling people, right? Unless you're Chad Ochocinco, who based on Twitter is pretty good at it. I don't want to have that. So I've always thought have third baseman and shortstop, left side of second base, second baseman and first baseman, right side of second base. Anywhere they want. You want to move them, switch them around, have them hug each other, hold each other, hold hands, do the YMC. I don't care. But at least I know, here's where these two guys are in the infield. Here's where those two guys are. You want to not let them go on the grass. You want to let them make them stay in the dirt. That's a whole other thing. And I know that's been discussed too. But I've always thought, and and I I hate myself for saying this because it's kind of childish. But aesthetically, I believe keeping them two on either side is, is important. Okay? On the other side of the shift conversation, when Buddy Ryan's defense was working, the 46 defense, right? They didn't say, well, that's too good, so here's how we're going to eliminate it. You had to find a way to beat it. When the run-and-shoot offense first came to be, and people didn't understand what it was doing, you had to find a way to stop it, right? When you had a situation where, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Of, look, I think about college basketball, right? The zone with Jim Boeheim. Well, it's worked forever. Syracuse is getting further in the tournaments than we ever went. So we're not going to let you use the zone? No, you have to figure it out. Other teams started doing it. Even Coach K was, I'll use the zone. You know, Huggy, Bob Huggins, we're going to have the the press. We're going to press you full court the whole way. No, you can't do that. Like, you can't. Where do you say that? Like, I get, as an Islander fan especially, watching, you know, the Barry Trotz thing, and I go back to – really for me the devils when they played the trap which is like when two line passing needed to be opened back up because like the the devils it was like i don't even know what it, it was like watching snails for hours it was ridiculous and no offense but that's how they went without stars and winning all the time and a great goaltender if you actually got in there to get a shot off but you had to find ways to beat that when it was there you did now you could change a rule but you had to find ways to beat it while the shift is in okay If you're sitting there and you're a left-handed hitter, and I get it, I've seen it, right? It it sucks. Because you change your launch angle to go and change your swing. And you say, okay, I got to hit line drives, but I got to hit them higher so that the fielder that is over in that area between where second base and first base would be, almost an extra fielder that's in the outfield, He's not going to get it. I'm going to find a way to drive it down the line. Or now you're trying to force yourself to hit the other way. And you got guys in all kinds of crossed up situations. Go look at what happened to Matt Carpenter's swing over the years. Took him from being one of the great top of the lineup guys, not a speedster, but a heck of a tough out and a great AB to somebody who's pulling in the ground ball in the second base all the time, trying to hit home runs. Guys are all screwed up, but the hitters have to do a better job. You know, well they don't teach them enough in high school, then start doing it. Like, I understand the hitter's not allowed to learn on himself. Like, oh, they're only teaching me this way. Like, I don't understand. Like, I get pitchers sometimes when they say, hey, that team wouldn't let me throw my splitter. And now I feel better because this team under, okay, get it. Well, what the hitter, like, I get, you know how many hitting coaches got fired? Hitting coaches all get fired. They, they're like the greatest thing. And then they're terrible, but it's not them. It's the hitter. No matter what goes on in the cage, you know how many hitters that are—they're are, not telling you this—that are saying, "I don't think that guy knows more than me." That hitting coach hit two ten. I just drove in one hundred and thirty runs last year. A lot of them are thinking that, so it's their own decision. You got to do something about it yourself. But that discussion needs to be figured out. That's one where it's—it's it's in limbo. It's in process. But I think after the year, we got to figure out something to. At least eliminate the conversation of what to do. Figure out, have the league figure out what they're going to do, and then assess it that way. Number five, number four, blackouts. I'm going to be short on this one. All right, I'm short on all of them. But um, and now we have the music. Wait, wait, do we have a but um, no, we only play one. We only sorry, we only play one song. Um, blackouts. We're trying to grow the sport. Right, So now we have this all these multi-billion dollar deals. You can watch games on YouTube, or I get it on Facebook, or you got games in the morning. There's all kinds of craziness, right? And all sports that's going on, right? Amazon getting involved with football. You got all this that's happening, right? How is it that we have games that fans of a team can't see? If I tell you I'm trying to promote my new singer, right? And you say... What's the first thing you're going to say? Okay, let me hear a CD, let me hear right the you know, iTunes, send me a link, whatever. Let, let me go watch them perform. No, no, they, they don't, you can't, you can't listen to them. What do you mean I can't listen to them? How, how, how am I supposed to know if I like it? No, no, you, you can't listen to them because they're located on a stage in your area and you're not allowed to listen to them. It's the stupidest damn thing I've ever heard. How many Astro fans, Dodger fans, to be specific over the years, fans in general? And here's the thing. you got so many people who are now watching games, right, or listening to games on the go. Like, thank God I don't have to deal with this anymore. But for more than a decade, I dealt with the Long Island Railroad and going back and forth from Long Island into the city. And, you know, at the time, I had, like, a yellow AM-FM, like one of those Sony Walkman. They weren't going to get you very far, trying to listen to 660 WFAN at the time, right? Every time you go in a tunnel, you're like leaning over to the person next to you saying, excuse me, can you move? Because my antenna has got to go this direction. It's not like that anymore. you got games all the time. you got people watching condensed games and all kinds of stuff. So if I'm on the go, right, I can't watch the national broadcast. I get it. No, I get it. It's blacked out because it's on national TV and my team's on. But I'm not watching the damn TV. I'm sitting here trying to watch the game on my phone while I'm at work. I'm on the go. I'm at a kid's softball game, a recital, whatever the hell it is. So you're telling me because I am not in front of a television? Do you know how people not watching TV? Blacking out anybody from the sport. The regional people got to get with the national people, got to get with the baseball people, got to get with their own people, and people helping people, okay? I like it when she jokes. All right, come on. You, you got to – let's be fair. That's number four. So here we go. We got old people at 10. Guarantees and favorites at nine. The ball at eight. The cycle and the mishaps of milestones at seven. Angel Hernandez at six. The shift conversation, which is going to be curbed, I hope, at five. Blackouts at four. Number three, promotion or lack thereof. When Mike Trout is being shown on a board a few years ago, at a Phil- he's an Eagles fan, if you don't know. At a Philadelphia Eagles game in an NFC Championship game, And they have a lower third, which is that thing that you see at the bottom, that says Mike Trout. And having to explain who he is, that's a problem. When there are these, and I think ESPN does them, but there are these polls every year where they do, and I'm sure you've seen these, like the top 100 athletes in the world. Now, I don't know how many people they're polling, but they poll them from more than just, you know, in this country, right? I hope. So in the universe, wherever. And you get soccer players. You get all kinds of different athletes on there. This was long after Derek Jeter retired. Now, not I don't think it was five years, like when he was in the Hall of Fame, but at least two or three years. He wasn't playing. Go back and look. No joke. He wasn't even playing. All right? Derek Jeter was like number 13 on the list. He was the only baseball player in the top 100 known in the world. The only one. You had Ronaldo and Messi, and you had the Williams sisters, and you had Federer, and you had golfers, and you had people in the individual sports. You had all sorts of different things. You had plenty of NBA players. You had a couple of NFL players like the Tom Brady's of the world and whatnot. And, you know, I'm probably not any hockey players. Maybe not. But Derek Jeter, are we kidding? Like, really? And I remember thinking, like, when Poppy, when David Ortiz retired, like, he's probably the most popular player in the game. You got people— Now, look, nothing against the first name I thought of, Russell Westbrook, who, I mean, we could have a whole show on him and all the trades and are they his fault or are they not. I actually think he's gone from a guy who probably— I heard too much about triple doubles when, you know, other guys were avoiding rebounds and he was grabbing them. And now we hear too much about what he does wrong and not enough people have accepted what he does right and found a way to use it. I, I really believe that. And I've never, I, I've i heard really good things from teammates of his personally and and all of that. So I think he actually gets kind of shit on, but Russell Westbrook is not right now a top 10 player in this sport in the NBA. Do you know how many people, or are out there going one-on-one to go be Russell Westbrook or pretending they're Russell Westbrook a ton. Not everybody's Luca. Not everybody is sitting there being Giannis. Not everybody is LeBron. All right. I mean, literally y- you got people in New York still trying to be Jeremy Lynn or Steve Novak from one run they made for 10 days, like a decade and a half ago. All right. Derek Jeter can't be 13. we got to do a better job promoting these players. We have to do a better job. Uh, I, I remember saying, and these are kind of random, random things, but years ago, dancing with the stars. And I I only know when I hear that like in baseball services, like on Sports Center or somebody, oh, so until one or they're on. But Rossi, who I love, David Ross, was on there, right? After the Cubs won the World Series, as I think, when he was on. That's great. But I remember saying on the air, you know who needs to be on Dancing with the Stars? Mike Trout. Hi, Mike Trout. Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuna, they need to be on Dancing with the Stars. Now, they're not going to want to do it on their own. They probably need to get paid more money. I'm sure they get paid. But the league needs to find a way to do that and make it happen. Why? Because those are the kind of circles where it's not just baseball fans watching. I'm going to give you another great example, and then I'll get away from the promoting because I could be here literally for hours. All right. When the. The United States, J.P. Morosi, if he's watching this or listening to this, is going to love me right now because, literally, you don't tell Marty McFly, Yella, and you don't go anywhere with J.P. Morosi without talking to John about the WBC. Literally. Or in other languages, and he's so much smarter than me, and I love him. I don't understand half of what he's saying. (laughs) I love you. But if you're sitting there thinking of the World Baseball Classic, years ago, when the U.S. was in the thing, Right. And I, he, he, speaking of which, like how much this means to everyone, and how little, I don't even remember. I think it was the gold, did they get medals? The gold medal game. But it was on MLB network at like eight or nine o'clock at night. And that's where it was televised. And I remember looking at Fox at the time, and looking where to baseball have their deals. And there was a rerun of Empire that was playing. So it was not during, you know, I don't know, Understand TV show. Just an idiot. I am an idiot. I, you understand. But there was there was a rerun of, of, of Empire. there was on Fox. All right. You are on MLB Network. I know this is crazy. People are already baseball fans. They're going there because it's called MLB Network. If I'm on the food channel, I like food. If I'm on the travel channel and Andrew Zimmerman, and some of that stuff, I love some of that stuff, right? And my, my buddy, my old friend, who Used to work with at MSG and was a a PA telling me about a travel show that he was going to nail. Hi, Adam Richmond. He nailed that. Uh, We we get where you're going. Like, okay, I'm going there for you. This is what I'm there for. Oh, I'm on MTV. I like music, right? This is not that hard, right? But the problem is, is that you're not drawing in other people. Have you ever, how many people right now, if you're driving when you're listening to this, don't raise your hands. Off the wheel. It's not a woman thing, right? I say this because, as as a somebody who is not a, I love skating. I love hockey, but figure skating is not something I would watch, right? Unless it was like normally the, the great skit with Chris Farley, like Chris Farley, one of the great sets ever, by the way, with uh, Phil Hartman and David Spade. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing. And Nancy Kerrigan was hosting. You should go watch it after this podcast. Don't you dare leave now. But I don't watch figure skating, but I watch it in the Olympics. I don't go watch gymnastics competitions. I watch it in the Olympics. I don't watch synchronized swimming. I'll watch it in the Olympics. I don't ski much at all, really. I don't even like snow. I'll watch it. Moguls, cool. Diving somewhere, great. It doesn't matter what the hell you're doing. Skeet shooting, I'm in. Fine, you had the US in a gold medal game with baseball players you're trying to sell and the only place you could watch it is at a network you have to go to baseball to watch while the other network that you have the rights with was playing a rerun, you dopes. Promotion, number two. Number two is the wave because the wave is a goddamn disaster. Remember what I was saying earlier, you can't get, and this is true. You cannot get people to agree on anything. I always say it's like we had the issue with the Yankees and the guardians, and I still have a hard time with that. But with the guardians earlier this year, where you had issues with you outfielders getting into fights and, and people jumping out of this, throwing things out of the stands like morons and people will be like, and I'm not a Yankee fan. My family is, and some of them are dopes, but I mean, would love, but, You know, people say people in New York are, are, you know, people in New York are assholes, right? No, it's not that. You find those people in every group. You can get 50 people anywhere in any walk of life, and at least seven of them are going to irritate you. Another five you're going to want to kill. Not really, but you know what I mean, okay? Or hit the mute button. That's just the way it is, all right? You can't get people to agree on anything. Remember, do you, and some of the, some of the, crap that we like try and find agreement on is the forget politics right like i'm gonna go down to the dumbest thing ever do you remember years ago do you hear laurel or do you hear i don't know was it patty emily goober i don't know what the heck the other one was do you remember that Somebody's gonna tweet me this when they hear it remember that Uh, i don't know what i hear who cares first of all why are we hearing different things which is odd i never understood that like is this like one of those paintings i can't see but i see but like we can't even agree on that all right Is the hot dog a sandwich? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I can go on forever. How in 2022, of all the things we could get 45, 50, 60,000 people to agree on, think about how many important things in the world we could get 50, 60,000 people to agree on. How in the hell is the thing we get them to agree on to stand up Throw your arms up like you're on a roller coaster. Look in an idiot manner to the person to the right or whatever direction it's going, and then watch it follow and be proud, like you had something. To, I mean, really, the wave is the dumbest thing. Think about the psychology of it. You wait till it's coming, like it's nothing. You're not. Nobody's handing you money. You're not getting a drink. You're not getting a date. You're not. Like nothing's happening to you. Like you're about to stand up while i'm eating now i have to put the food down right which is terrible who wants to do that right or i'm paying attention to the game hi we want the quicker pace in baseball i mean do i have enough time to do this like i'm choreographing what am i janet jackson and paul abdul i'm watching a baseball game for crying out loud what the f am i doing But you look and you wait for it to come. You get excited, okay, it's coming. Here comes the wave, wave is coming, wave is coming. It's coming, it's almost here, it's almost here. And then that moment hits, that rush. What, there's no rush? I wanna, I gotta put my hot dog down? Now the guy next to me may step in it. I gotta put it on the ground. Have you been to some of these things? Where the hell am I gonna put it? I don't know where I'm gonna put it. I don't have room. I feel like George Carlin for all my stuff. Where am I gonna put all this stuff? I don't know. And now I'm like proud, like, oh, look what we did. And you get mad at like left field when they don't want to do it. No, because it turns out in that case, the really drunk people that are up there in near the roof in the bleachers in left field, they're the smartest people in the yard for not doing that dumb shit. The wave, number two, out. No. Number one. Here's the list again. I'm for Clem, need a drink, hold on. Mm. Number 10. Old people. Number nine, I hope you didn't just join now. Not. I, I like old people. I'm old. Number nine, uh, guarantees and favorites. Number eight, the ball. Number seven, the cycle. Number six, Angel Hernandez. Number five, the shift talk. Number four, blackouts. Number three, the lack of promotion in this sport. Number two, the wave. And number one, the complaining from people who cover the sport, or say they love this sport, that it is boring. I hate you. I get conversation and debate how to make things better. We're all trying to make it better. Let's go back to earlier in the list when I said nobody's comparing to what they did in 1985, right? Like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to tweet out this podcast and tell you that I have it. I don't want to send you a telegram. Like, I get, I'm not going to type it. I don't have a Commodore 64. You follow, right? not writing in a tree somewhere you go read. No. But the idea that we are still sitting here on nearly every broadcast known to man, clearly it seems like ever, that we are still having a situation where we have, by the way, speaking of situations, I got to charge my, this thing, I'm so long ranting about my own nonsense here, which I guess is what a podcast is, that I'm going to plug in this power thing here for the last few minutes so that we don't go out. Okay, there we go. Because the lights went dim. I thought it was baseball shutting down again. The idea that we're, we're promoting a sport, or even if you're a, because look, it's worse if you're covering it. But if you're a diehard fan and you're crying about how bad the sport is, go somewhere else. Really. Like, do I want to be in a restaurant and hear you tell me how much it sucks? Why are you eating here? Leave. Right? Get the hell out then. Don't be here. You don't want to be here. Get out. Nobody wants to be in a relationship where somebody is sitting there and telling you to terribly leave, right? If your relationship with baseball is you hate it, get the hell out. All right? I don't want to hear about the length of game. The length of game, here's the greatest thing. First of all, baseball is not like any other sport. You don't get involved in baseball. When you get involved in baseball, you know you're involved in baseball. Like, you're in for the long haul. This is a deal. Like, you're in. I'm stuck with you, you stuck with me, all right? That's how it is, gonna be long. It's gonna be tiresome, but we in it. 162 games, too many. Games are four hours, too many. Rain, what rain delay? Wait, we gotta check pitcher's hand. All this crap, commercials are too long, Sunday night games take eight days. I get it, you're invested. If you don't like it, get the hell out. Length of game, I always use the same thing. Nobody goes to their on-demand, all right? And I do this, I do this with my kids and that's a whole nother nightmare because like it's like 700 i don't like this i don't like that and i don't like any of the movies we're choosing from do i say anything if you're going to on demand tonight and you're on a date you're with your loved one when you're cuddling up i want you to think of me not in a weird way but i want you to look and think how much time do i have right how many of you want to watch a three no one is sitting down if you want to watch an oliver stone flick like you're going to and there's some great ones you're like invested in that. You want to watch Braveheart, unbelievable movie. You're invested in that. You're not watching like an epic by accident. No one sits down for on demand and says, honey, what are we going to watch tonight? You know, like the new Batman is is out. Like, you know, we could, we could watch, you know, I, I don't know, there's like this bad guys cartoon thing. My kids want to, there's all kinds of stuff, right? We can, you go watch another, the season of Cobra Kai again. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to watch? Well, let's watch something that's three hours and 19 minutes long. No one says that in general, okay? So you're not a baseball fan because I get it, but it's not changing. We're not making it seven innings. The better thing is no one in the world says the following. I'm not watching that crap at three hours and 19 minutes, but we should watch this one. Uh, Honey, that movie's two hours and 58 minutes. No one's watching that either. Okay, so this whole, you got 20 minutes off. You're watching a comedy that's 90 minutes because you're in the mood to laugh. You're watching a horror movie because you want her or he to cuddle up to you and that's part of your foreplay plan. Whatever the hell you got going on, no one's watching a three-hour movie that they're not already invested in. And if you are, you're not gonna watch it because it's 3.05 and not because it's 3.11. Got it? Number one, stop complaining. The game changes, everything changes, we change. I can change, you can change, people change. Rocky taught us everything, okay? Yatsim ya, whatever the hell that means. Number 10, old people. Nine, guarantees and favorites. Eight, the ball. Seven, the cycle and milestone mishap. Six, Angel Hernandez. Five, the shift talk. Four, the blackouts. Three, lack of promotion. Two, is the wave. One, stop telling me that baseball is boring. You, start telling me what you think. Happy episode one. Guests are coming. More fun coming. Episode two coming within the next few days. Keep it locked in. Let me know at Casey Stern on Twitter what you thought. And I feel like, I mean, I saved up months and I I got an hour out of the way. When are the next three? I did four hours of these every day for 12 years. What the hell was I thinking?